You're listening to the Inspiration Place podcast, episode number one. It's the Inspiration Place podcast with artist Miriam Shulman. Welcome to the Inspiration Place podcast, an art world insider podcast for artists by an artist, where each week we go behind the scenes to uncover the perspiration and inspiration behind the art. And now, your host, Miriam Shulman. Welcome to the Inspiration Place podcast. I'm your host, artist Miriam Shulman, where I'll take you behind the scenes of my art business and also share with you disruptors in the art world. We're going to speak with art industry insiders and take the best business and marketing advice out there so you can learn how to apply it to your creative business. Today, I'm thrilled to introduce you to a globally recognized pop artist at a pivotal moment in her career. She has been compared to Andy Warhol by the media, noting the similarity in their obsession with pop culture icons and current brands. Her vibrant personality and bold artwork has been featured in major publications in the United States and abroad, including the New York Times, Vogue, Vanity, Elle, Travel and Leisure in Style, Detail Magazines, Harper Bazaar, and GQ, among others. Her art is collected by celebrities and influencers such as Blake Lively and some of the New York housewives. And most recently, she's been recognized by Forbes as one of the leading businesswomen in the South. Our guest today has collaborated with major fashion and luxury brands and most recently had a record-breaking exhibition at the New York retailer Bergdorf Goodman's where people couldn't get enough of her no-hold-barred, beautiful, outrageous work. What's so appealing about this artist's voice and imagery is that it's outspoken, humorous, and glamorous all at the same time. Her palette is loaded with paint, makeup, glitter, body politics, and witticisms you wish you had thought of. Her non-traditional approach to marketing her artwork via social media, public relations, and collaborations represents a new wave in an industry that is undergoing its own digital revolution. Now, before I introduce you to this rock star, I do have a warning. I don't believe in censoring my guests, and this artist's vocabulary is just as colorful and as outspoken as her artwork. So if adult language is not your thing, or if there are little ones around, skip on over to episode number two, which is a little bit more PG rated. But if you want to meet an artist who is never shy of daring, please join me in conversation with Ashley Longshore. Welcome to the show, Ashley. I am so glad that you're here. I am so excited to be interviewing you. I am like like a kid at Christmas, like and just sitting in my chair all day. Oh, you're so, so sweet. Yeah. So I'm real excited to have you. So thank you so much for joining me today, Ashley. Thank you. So my first question actually comes from the book. I have to know, did you really break up with a boyfriend because he wouldn't give you a second chocolate chip cookie? No, he actually had a hissy fit and made a batch of cookies. He didn't like the way they turned out. He flipped them over and threw them out in the yard. And I was like, I called U-Haul and like got a trailer. It was like, bye. I drove all the way from... The Northeast, I don't want to disclose who it was, from like north, like three hours north of New York City, all the way to Charleston, South Carolina in one day. Wow. All because of uh, over chocolate. 
Yeah. yeah. Come on. <laughs> He's right. Right. Get your priorities straight. That's right. Right. Well, I really enjoyed your installation at Bergdorf. So I went there with my mom and my daughter and really liked it a lot. Since I know you don't have a lot of time, we're going to dig right into it. Um, I wish I had more time. Time is my, is my most precious commodity right now. And I'm getting ready for <sighs> another big event in the Hamptons. And, um, you know, it's the 4th of July and my team, everybody's got like five days off, which is wonderful, but it's like, you know, we, we gotta, we gotta use every second we have. So things are crazy. Thank yeah. God. So how big is your team? That was one of my questions I wanted to ask you. Like, 20 how many people, people right now. How many? 20. 20. 20. So between, you know, the work that I'm doing for my clients, uh, everything at Bergdorf Goodman, pop-up shows I have going on, my artgasm, manufacturing products, shipping, um, you know, meeting with clients, customer service and all that. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. And of course, I have a whole team of incredible multimedia liaisons that uh, help me execute all of my bedazzle vision for the pieces because the bedazzling, you know, takes a lot of time. Okay, so you're like the Rubens Art Studio with your apprentices helping you. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, it's like no different than uh, Andy Warhol or even right. the major fashion house where, you know, yes. you make the, a sketch and then you have these talented, um, you know, seamstresses that are like sewing everything and helping make making the idea come to life. I mean, because after all, art is an idea. Yes, yes, absolutely. So speaking of ideas, I do want to talk to you specifically about the Audrey Hepburn series. Yeah. So to me, they evoke like a Nefertiti, you know, Egyptian goddess. Was that in your vocabulary? Was that in your intention? Absolutely. And I mean, funny enough that you should say that, that, you know, the image, I've been painting that image for probably like 15 or 16 years. Um. And I found this beautiful photograph of Audrey Hepburn that had been taken by Cecil Beaton. And Cecil's whole inspiration, or Cecil, as they say in the UK, Cecil Beaton, was Nefertiti, that long, gorgeous, beautiful neck. Mm. I feel like as women, it doesn't matter what shape you are, what color you are, what you know, where you're from, there's this elegance and calmness and beauty of the silhouette of woman. And so that's why I've combined this moment of just like peacefulness with all these elements of nature and otherwise. I, I compulsively paint it um, because it, it relaxes me. I mean, I, I have thoughts that rattle through my head all the time, but you know, you don't always have the idea that you want to paint. Mm. Um, so I have all these different series that I do between, you know, welcome to the country club and uh, ain't no love for them hoes or um, major poontang does not fly commercial mixed with this whole idea of beautiful feminine beauty and surrounding yourself with these gorgeous, strong women. Um, you know, for me, the world is a very scary place and I like to surround myself with these images that make me feel comfortable. Fortunately in my career, people also want to be surrounded by these images. It makes them feel good too. So um, I feel really lucky that I've got so many clients that are willing to shackle, you know, give me some moolah to to live with my spirit in their home. That's great. One of the other things that it evokes for me, like the idea of putting so much emphasis on a woman's throat is that you are, there's two things. One, you're giving 
putting emphasis on women should have a voice. Yes. And hmm. I don't really think about no, her that much. That is like the really the accentuated feature of that portrait is the neck. So the neck, the throat. So the whole idea of you're putting your neck out, putting your neck yeah. out for somebody or. I find the most accentuated feature to be like what I'm actually, you know, the he- the headpieces. But yes. look, this is why art is so grand. I can listen to a song and hear nothing but a drum line. Somebody else can listen to a song and hear nothing but a cymbal mm. or, or the lyrics. It's so amazing how like you seeing this artwork, that long neck and what it represents to you, that is representative of what is in your life. And that's the connectivity of artwork. It's like for me as an art collector, when I'm buying art, it's about what is this that I'm, that I'm relating to that, that I'm sharing my own life experience with. And that's why this is such an intimate thing to be an artist. This is why I don't like working with galleries. This is why I want to keep that intimacy of selling my artwork between, you know, me and the buyer and not having the middleman screwing Mm -hmm. everything up because of exactly what you're saying. There is a subjectivity and an intimacy that is, it's very personal when you're looking at it. Absolutely. And I also was very happy to see that you also collect art. So I'm an artist and I also collect art too. But most of the time I hide it under my bed from my husband. It's like, I don't. I parade my and go, look what I bought, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I make my own money. What's he going to (laughs) say? Well, it's that too. But, you know, because I'm an artist, he's like, oh, don't complain about your profitability and you're spending money on art. And But for me, it's like also I get off on just the whole collection of it. I don't even need to yeah, me too. display it. That's why I said like I just hoard it and I just have to, I do too. Just have to have it. Oh, yeah. I've got it stacked up in closets behind right. doors. Like, right. I, I believe, you know, there's an infinite amount of money to be made in the universe. And once you figure out how to make it, there's mm. no cap to how much you can make. So why not invest it back into your own industry? You're just yes. literally just switching the money. The, you're switching numbers around digitally is all you're doing. I mean, money is just a number in your bank account. I mean, it's, right. it's not like you're stacking up gold in your closet, for God's sake. I also feel it's good karma, and you're telling the universe that it's important to invest in art. So if, you don't, if you're an artist and you don't do it yourself, that's not, I don't, that's not a good thing. Then you're telling, giving the universe a different message. You know, it's all, it's all individual. I'm not, I'm not judging anybody that ain't collecting art, but I love, Mm. I love artists Mm. and I love to buy art. Mm. So I also wanted to ask you about why the fishbowl, the Audrey and a fishbowl. You know, it's funny. You ask why, and I most often ask why not. Um, I love the idea that we're all in a fishbowl. And I just had this vision in my head, you know, the way things like pop into an artist's mind, I thought, God, I I love that. And then I put it on a big, round, huge wooden canvas. And I don't know, the combination of everything together just thrills me. I love the movement of the fish. I love the beauty of the damask in the background. Um, I just love the balance of it all. And I love the idea that we are all in a fishbowl. You know, why not bring some peace and beauty into all of it? Okay, but here I am putting my own meaning onto stuff, but you can't breathe in a fishbowl. If you want to take it literally, then you can. <laughs> that's, that's you. Yeah, okay. All right. That's me then. 
I won't tell you my interpretations on other artists' art now. Okay, so <laughs> there were other pieces that I was really, actually that just made me laugh that were in here. The Gucci Pig. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I pre-ordered some really badass Gucci boots, and then I got them, and they wouldn't zip over my calf muscles, and I was devastated because I'd waited for them for like three months. Oh, my god! So I shipped them back, and I was so upset that I painted that painting. And I put little Gucci uh, um, sweatbands on the pig's little feet, and I made him all like pimped out so he looked super cute. And I then I sold that painting, and I went and bought some boots to fit. Nice. I think uh, most women of a normal size can relate to that story too of not being able to zip up those boots and this, you know. Yeah, and I've got yeah. great legs. I don't. I don't have big legs. I just. Yeah. Hey, you know what? It's it's fine. I found yeah. a pair of boots. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So you also mentioned you have an installation in the Hamptons this week. You want to tell us about that, where that is? Um, yes. I have a collector, uh, Lizzie Tish, who is really, really, um, she's such an incredible woman. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Tish School of Art. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, she, she's so incredible. She's such an amazing spirit. She loves fashion. She loves art. And she's an amazing woman. And so she had this idea. She's launching um, a new company. And she was like, let's have Ashley Longshore Worlds in the Hamptons at my estate. And I was like, okay. So um, I'm getting ready for that. We're shipping uh, furniture and rugs. And um, my God, you guys, how many paintings? 50, 60 paintings. Uh, It's going to be really great. But that being said, I mean, you know, my God, how incredible to have this amazing show in the Hamptons, but there's so much work that has to be done to get ready for this. Mm. And that's something that I really like, like to keep very, very real with artists out there. Is that like, you know, making the PDFs, the photography, everything is wired. Everything is resin. Is everything perfect? The shipping, how is it going to be wrapped? Uh, the PDF sheets that you have to print out for the shippers, you know, then you get there in the installation of all of it. Has anything been damaged? You know, you have touch up. Mm. It's like my father used to say, if it was easy, everybody would do it. And, and it is so much work. And coming off of the installation at Palette at Bergdorf Goodman and then this, and then, you know, as an, as an artist, and I'm sure you relate, it's so important to have this time of reflection and solitude to really reflect on all this insanity that is our life. And so, um, you know, right now there's no reflection time for me. It's, it's showtime. So working really hard um, and just, just pushing through all this, but it's, it's going to be, it's going to be great. It's going to be really, really great. I'm excited. Do you consider yourself like an introvert? I mean, you have a very extroverted public personality, but do you also need that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. I mean, people think I'm like partying and out every night. You wouldn't touch me at a cocktail party in New Orleans, Louisiana. I I don't like cocktail parties. I don't go to cocktail parties. I like dinner parties. I like more intimate social environments. I mean, look, that being said, I, you know, look, I have, I have lavish dinner parties. I'll get like a private room. I, I'm very particular about the energy that I surround myself with because I I am sensitive. And I don't know about you as an artist, but for me, I mean, when I found painting, I found it to be something that I could shield myself from the world because I didn't know where my place was going to be. And I I felt scared of it. I, I didn't know what my role was going to be as a woman. You know, I was brought up in the South to be a trophy wife and that always felt wrong to me. So the minute I found painting, 
I found a way that I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be super fucking successful. I'm not going to work with galleries. I'm not going to give up 50%. I'm going to figure out how to do this myself. Yeah. But isn't it true though, with all your staff, like your overhead must be close to that anyway. Yeah. I mean, the cost to run this empire. Uh, you know, but it's, it's an honor to spend money that way, you know, paying a, a middleman 50 or woman 50% to sell an original piece of artwork. Does it make sense to me now? Do, does a gallerist deserve a percentage? Absolutely. Mm. But I also find that it really fucks with the value of the artwork because if I'm buying something from a gallery and it only 50% is going to the person that's creating the artwork, I'm investing just as much in a brick and mortar thing. Right. You know, like yes. I, I just don't believe in that. I believe in investing a hundred percent into a living artist so they can take that money, buy what they need, travel where they need to go see the world, get that inspiration and reflect it so that we can enjoy it. I don't, I don't like giving up 50%. I think it's just, I, I don't know who decided that would be industry, industry standard, but I don't tolerate it. Okay. Good for you. Do you give up 50%? It no, doesn't feel, no, it doesn't I've, feel I've almost always been self-represented. Um, you have to. I mean, I've been in galleries. And like then- I have given up 50% and I always felt like this sucks to the point that they would, they would not only take 50%, but then they would make me pay for the credit card fees. They would make oh, me sucks. pay for postage. I mean, just like sleaze bag, bottom feeder, people feeding off of talented, sensitive individuals that depend on them. And um, I don't have any tolerance for it at all. So I mean, my experience was, ju- was just that not o- I was giving 50%, but I was also bringing the buyers in. So then it was like... What's the point of this? Them. Yeah. So, um, so you, cause your wall looks nice. So I just do, I do it on my own. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I want to talk, I like hearing about your, your stories and your artwork and I want to know what's next. Like, what haven't we, have, what haven't I seen yet? Like what's going into this installation next week that I wouldn't have seen? I mean, there's definitely new, there are new paintings, um, I have some great new sculptures. Um, But the main thing I'm working on right now, and you have to understand, like I'm in this whirlwind right now of I've got all these companies calling me and people want to do collaborations. And I'm really, I'm really trying to take my time and wrangle it in and decide what's good for me to continue to promote my artwork and promote my brand and validate my clientele versus, you know, who are these people that are just trying to like feed off of the Mm. energy that is being put out there by Mm. what I'm doing. I'm leaving for the entire month of August to go to the mountains to paint. So, you know, I'm, I'm working on some art films and, um, uh, like digital, uh, installations. Um, I've got some big neon things that I'm doing right now. Um, I'm about to start a series of portraits that are going to be really incredible that I'm really excited about. Another influence I see in your work in the portraits are, is Alice Neal. Would you agree that that's an influence as well or, or no? I mean, I would be honored for Alice Neal to be influenced. I think... Um, I know you've been compared to Andy Warhol and I get that because it's like the pop art, but I still yeah. see a closer connection I to an artist like Alice Neal because you're making a commentary with your art on women's psychology and people's psychology. <laughs> She, she, God, she was so incredible. Yes. She was so incredible. She's such an incredible painter. I would love to be that good of a painter. I appreciate you saying that very much. That, that means a lot to me. Um, 
We'll see what happens in this next portrait series. Yeah, I did see you posted online. You did a portrait of Kim Jong-un. You want to speak about that? Oh, the Supreme Leader? Yeah, I got really tickled. I got really tickled because I've wanted that Supreme Louis Vuitton collab and that cotton sweatshirt was like eight grand. And I was like, that's fucking crazy. Um, But I think it would be so funny to put that on in my presidential series. And then it was, it was when Donald Trump was meeting with Kim Jong-un. Yes. Yes. And I was just like, I got so tickled at him being the Supreme leader that I, I painted it. And then with the, the, the emoji with the straight face looks exactly like Kim Jong-un. Yes. Yeah. It just it was hilarious. My, my job is to take my thoughts and put them on canvas and share where I'm at in the world with the world. And, um, you know, that was definitely a pop culture moment. And there, I didn't see all the back and forth, but I did see your response to somebody. You were like, I don't care who's going to buy it. I wanted to paint it. So they must have been some like brouhaha about who would invest in a painting. Well, it doesn't fucking matter who would buy it. No. I mean, this isn't the sort of thing where I'm just sitting here churning out shit that people would buy. I have to honor myself or I have zero longevity in this. Yes. I mean, look, I have certain series that sell very, very well. I paint them compulsively because I, I love them and they soothe me. That doesn't mean I'm going to paint them forever. Right. Um, but I mean, all that being said, I mean, who, who's going to buy a painting of a cactus that says, fuck all y'all? Who's going to buy a painting <laughs> of, a, of bubbles that say human resources says, I can't say making money makes me so wet. I mean, you know what I mean? Like yeah, who's yeah. going to buy feminism is a real panty dropper. I'll tell you who women that make their own fucking money. Right. You know? I mean, we're in a different age now. I mean, look, yes. I'm not chucking around in four inch Louboutins. You know, I've gone on freaking Adidas sneakers right now. You know why? I'm running a fucking company. I'm running a multi-million dollar company and I do what the fuck I want. And thankfully, there's a lots of other women doing that and they can buy whatever they want because they don't have to suck dick for shit anymore. You know, so it doesn't matter. You have to be true to yourself or you're never going to get anywhere. Right. So Supreme Leader, damn right I painted it. If nobody ever fucking buys it, I don't give a shit. I'll paint it. I'll hang it in my damn living room. I'll hang it on the crapper in my bathroom. I don't give a damn. Right, right. I also really liked, uh, it's, it's not in your book, I think I must have seen it posted recently also on Instagram, but your bubble, it was Audrey Hepburn with the bubble gums. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what inspired you for that? It's like you woke up one day and said, I'm going to add bubble gum. I just thought, God, what was I, I was I was looking at something online and it was somebody collecting gumball machines. And I was like, oh, oh my God, how fun would that be? And then initially for the background, what, what, what did we initially do for the background of that, um, Nina? Um, it was just polka dots. Oh, yeah. It was like polka dots. And then I was like, ooh, what about the jewels? What about the jewels? So what I'll do is I'll, I'll have an idea. And I, I have an in-house graphic designer. And we'll sit here and mock up. I'll do mock-ups. And I'll make sure. The same way a lot of artists would sketch. I I will use technology to like put things together and go, Oh my God, I love that. That totally works. That sings. And then boom, I go and execute it. And I thought the gut, the gumballs, they're huge too. I mean, there's 96 by 72. So I like that. So people must collect several pieces of you. I mean, I could see having, wanting to have like, okay, I had this one. Now I have this one. I don't know. I mean, I know you're an art collector. I'm the same way. Like I have an artist I collect named Sarah Stever and I, I have three of her pieces. I just bought another one the other day. I have another artist, Spencer Hare, that I collect. Uh, her is his last name, H-E-R-R. I probably have like 18 of his pieces. 
uh, Peter Anton, uh, Ellie Smallwood, Ivan Alifan. Uh, I'm um, obsessed with, um, my God, Anna Jensen. I have so many of her paintings. Um, Colin Christian, the sculptor, I absolutely love him. Um, I mean, are any I, of these New Orleans artists? I mean, do you, are you? No. 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 I'm, I'm trying to think if I have any New, New Orleans artists. Chris Antonio. Oh, I do. I do have Chris Antonio. I have a little Wayne back back Chris Antonio. Um, I, uh, Kate hilarious, Kirk, too. president of, of operations bought me that for Christmas like three years ago. Okay, so are we? Are you calling in from New Orleans right now, and then you're yeah. flying up to New York? Great. Yeah, I'm in New Orleans right now, and then I'll be I'll be uh, back in New York on July the ninth. And then, what do you see when you're in New York? Besides visiting, you know, the insulation, and you're and do, I know you're working, but do you have time to go to the museum? I always the try to swing to the Whitney. I try to swing to the Met. Um, usually, go to the same restaurants every time. Um, you know, it ends up being such a grind with like appointments. Mm meetings and thank god now photo shoots you know i just did a big photo shoot for uh oprah magazine which i'm excited about i got a big photo shoot with judith lieber um next time i'm there for some great yes tell me about her your collaboration with her i want to hear more about that such an amazing company it's so wonderful and uh d hilfiger uh actually was her idea for us to collaborate she's the creative director of the company and yeah, we've ended up doing seven bags that are so wonderful. And we're going to start rolling them out here in August. And they're fun and they're poppy and they all have my signatures on them. And um, it's going to be really exciting. I'm, I'm super excited to start and talking. This isn't your first collection with them, right? Didn't you do another series of bags? I did. I did um, a lipstick for January and it, I made an Instagram post and we sold out in a few minutes. Mm. And so then I did another lipstick and we sold out of that. And they were like, why don't we do a whole little collection we can roll out in the fall? So it's exciting. That is exciting. Congratulations on all the success you've been having. I mean, Bergdorf, when I went to, to do my research there, uh, the salesperson was telling me how the buyer had just stumbled upon you in New Orleans and brought you into their home goods and you did really well there. And you're the first artist that they've given an installation to in that, in that space there. Well, I think that they got really excited about the numbers. <laughs> it's always like that. that. I haven't worked with galleries and I've been very picky about how I'm marketing my artwork. It creates quite an inertia. Um, so be, being at an address like Bergdorf Goodman and be, being in New York City, it, 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 just, it just works. I mean, there's, you know, there's demand. Yeah. So it's because there's so many people who may not have seen it, I'm just going to describe it really fast. It's wall-to-wall of Ashley's art. The chairs, which I believe the, ch- the timeout chairs is something you had previously designed for your gallery. Oh, yeah. I, I did all the chairs and the vinyl banquettes. I did, I did the chandelier, everything. Oh, the chandelier is amazing. So there's a, uh, the chandelier is, is butterflies. It kind of reminds me of like Alexander McQueen's hat sculpture with the butterflies coming out. So the whole thing, it, it's not just an art gallery, going into an art gallery. My, when I went with my mother and my daughter, it was like having an experience. Super feeling. Yeah, the whole thing, you know, and the placemats and the chairs and the whole thing. I was so excited about what you did there. It really Thank was incredible. You. Well, you know, L- Linda Fargo has been so incredible. She's such a special 
person. And I feel so lucky that such an accomplished woman who has such a voice in the fashion community would see me, somebody who's not a size zero, Mm. but somebody who, as someone who has lots of self-confidence and self-love, and I'm putting out this energy of, you know, you got to do what you love. You got to love yourself, you know, uh, work hard, eat carbs, spend money, you know, like you got to do what you want in your life. And I'm so happy that she embraced that. And I'm, I'm so happy about the success that we've had there. And it's, it's a huge opportunity. I mean, look, when, when I started this dream of, of wanting to make it big as an artist, you know, the idea of being the first female artist to have this huge installation at Bergdorf Goodman and six windows down Fifth Avenue. I mean, I, I couldn't have even ever thought about that. They told me you were the first artist, not just the first woman artist, to ha- that they've given an installation like this. So, yeah, so kudos to you. Speaking of carbs, I heard you added some additions to their menu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Okay, so in addition to the kale salad, you can find uh, deep fried bologna sandwiches. That was their idea. Oh, it was? Okay. <laughs> I didn't order that, actually. I ordered the kale salad. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to share today? I just, I just hope that... You know, you know, the people that are, are watching your podcast and that, that, you know, to make it out there in the creative world, you really have to be patient with yourself. You have to take it day by day. And I always say it's like, you know, when you plant a seed, you're not going to get fruit tomorrow. You really have to be patient with yourself and have that foundation of, I, I know who I am. I know that I have plenty of time and I'm going to be patient with myself and I'm going to take the good and the bad. But like really, really loving who you are is going to help you deal with all the negativity and the, the no's that are going to happen in, in the career of being a creative. You know, there are moments where you don't sell anything. There are moments where the phone isn't ringing. There are moments when you're not inspired. And I think that's where we really find out who we are mm-hmm. in those moments in between all the action. You just really have to be patient with yourself. I have to remind myself of that all the time, too. Yeah. And do you, do you, do you feel sometimes you still, um, I mean, are you, you're in a huge trajectory right now of success, but do you have moments of, of, of self? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All the time. I mean, I get sad. I, I get, I have moments where I, you know, I don't want to leave my bed. I'm like, Oh my God, I've got 10 conference calls today. I've got to produce all this artwork. I've got clients yelling at me. They're waiting for commissions. Mm. It can be very overwhelming. That, that's why my Instagram is this journal of like positivity. It's a way of me getting myself fired up. I love people dancing. I love music. I, I like to take something negative and turn it around and try to see the, the optimistic side of it or at least make light of it. You know, I mean, this is my life, Damon. I want to have fun, but hell yes, I have moments. Yeah, and I love your video. There was one recently about this big guy dancing around because... Oh, Eric Cavanaugh. He's so wonderful. Isn't he wonderful? Wonderful. Oh, so that's how you find... How do you find these videos? I mean, I'm, I'm you know, like, I'm like, how does anybody find anything on the internet? <laughs> okay. I don't know. I, I love people dancing, and I especially love him because he doesn't have that that typical dancer body. And to me, it makes him even better because he's so flexible and he's like so wonderful and he's unique. You could put two, you know, 
you know, typical dancers next to him and he'd be the only person I scare at. And I, I think that's what we need right now is, you know, in the media, there's this uh, cookie cutter description of we're supposed to be rich. We're supposed to be thin. We're supposed to have big tits. Now everything's about ass. You need to have a little waist. You know, you need to have a hot boyfriend or a hot girlfriend or a hot boyfriend and a hot girlfriend, you know, like there's so much pressure, but the whole, they're all just trying to sell stuff. I mean, at the end of the day, all you really need to do is be who you are. Yes. And the very thing that's weird about you is probably the most wonderful thing about you. I mean, would Oprah be Oprah if she looked like Halle Berry? I don't know. Mm. You know? Wow. I got to be me, man. You got to be you. We all have to embrace that weirdness that we have in each other. It's just that individuality is the very thing that these big brands and people that depend on creatives to make money, it's what they're looking for, you know? Just saying. Thank you so much, Ashley. You are such a gift. I so appreciate our time together. Thank you for putting this out into the world. It's important and it it takes time and I appreciate you very much. All right. Well, thanks for being here. I'm going to wish you a huge sellout success next week in the Hamptons. You go for those ambitious uh, women. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that's it for episode number one of the Inspiration Place podcast. If you want to see pictures of Ashley's work or check out any of the links mentioned in the show, go to shulmanart.com forward slash one, because this is the first episode. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We hope you join us next time when we'll be talking with artist Blenda Tyvel and be taking listener questions about how to solve problems in their art business. If you want to contribute to the conversation, please join us over on Facebook. My Facebook group is shulmanart.com forward slash inspire me. You could also search for it on the inspiration place on Facebook. So thanks so much again, and I'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Inspiration Place podcast. Connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash shulmanart, on Instagram at shulmanart, and of course on shulmanart.com.